Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And 2022 is coming in with a bang as Take-Two Interactive has announced it is purchasing mobile game developer and publisher, primarily most famous, I think, for either Words with Friends or Farmville, Zynga, for the low, low price of $12.5 billion. Now, like all acquisitions of this type, there's a little bit more complexity there to talk about, which we'll be talking about here in virtual legality. Before we do, I do want to mention that this is a Patreon-supported channel. It is only possible with the support of viewers and listeners like you. And at one of the tiers on that Patreon, we've got the ability to sponsor an episode in a given month. And we have a new sponsor this month, Opal Studded Dagger, who I would like to thank for sponsoring this episode of Virtual Legality. Thank you so much, Opal Studded Dagger. And again, if you're interested, please do check out our Patreon. Now, as is the case with every large acquisition, and this is a very large acquisition, we can generally get the two companies talking about what just happened or is about to happen through their press releases. And this acquisition is no different. On Business Wire, on your screen right now, is a press release headlined Take-Two and Zynga to combine, bringing together best-in-class intellectual properties and a market-leading diversified mobile publishing platform to enhance positioning as a global leader in interactive entertainment. That's a lot of words for a headline, and I don't know about you, but I can tell very little about what these companies actually intend to do with their combined entity from just that description. So we're going to take a look at a little bit more about what they say, what they said, and how this transaction differs a little bit from what we saw early last year when Microsoft announced the finalization of their purchase of the ZeniMax company. New York and San Francisco, Take-Two Interactive and Zynga, two leaders in interactive and mobile entertainment today, announced that they have entered into a definitive agreement under which Take-Two will acquire all of the outstanding shares of Zynga in a cash and stock transaction valued at $9.86 per Zynga share based on the market close as of January 7th, 2022, last Friday, with a total enterprise value of approximately 12.7 billion dollars. Now, there's a lot to unpack there and a number of things that I think people that report on these things only occasionally get a little bit wrong. So let's start at the top. They've entered into a definitive agreement. Now, if this isn't your first rodeo here in virtual legality, you know what I'm about to tell you is that this deal is not closed. You might see articles in IGN or GameSpot or elsewhere that say, now that Zynga is purchased by Take-Two, what should Take-Two do with Zynga's properties? What games should Zynga bring to Facebook that use the XCOM property or whatever it might be in that particular context? And, and those are probably okay. This deal is likely to go through. You don't go through this step and announce it definitively in this fashion on the understanding that it's going to fall apart, but deals do fall apart. And so behind the scenes, what has happened right now is that over the past few months, Take-Two and Zynga have been talking about what it might mean to purchase all of the equity, all of the shares that Zynga has outstanding. And they've talked and talked and talked. And finally, as of this morning, they have signed their names to a document that says this is how the transaction will go if a number of conditions are met, one of which is various regulatory bodies in various places have to approve the transaction, especially at this size. Certain things have to happen with stockholders. We'll see in this description alone that the board has reserved for itself at Zynga the ability to shop around, see if they can't get a little bit more money after this announcement. And so we'll talk about that as well. It is definitive 
insofar as if the conditions are met and things move forward without otherwise being altered, this transaction will happen. But it has not happened as of yet. And in general, closing takes a little time from when a definitive agreement has been entered into. The next thing we see in this description is that it's not an all-cash transaction. You might remember that Xbox, Microsoft, bought ZeniMax for $7.5 billion in cash. And that's always advantageous if you're the stockholder of the other company. You'd love to get liquidated. You'd love to get that money because you can spend that cash on whatever else you'd like to do. You could buy into that company that's otherwise just purchased the company that you owned if you'd like to. Here, that decision is taken away from you. They say that, okay, Take-Two is going to purchase you somewhat with cash, and we'll see how that split works in just a second, but also with the stock of Take-Two. And that means a number of things. One, it means that the shareholders of Zynga are not just getting liquidation. They're actually invested in a new company that they didn't originally invest in when this is all said and done. And from the current investors of Take-Two's perspective, they're going to be diluted They used to own 100% of Take-Two, and now that group is going to own something less, something significantly less, as we will see, because they aren't going to spend a lot of cash on this. Take-Two doesn't have a lot of cash to spend. We'll see how they're operating this transaction with debt, and that the shareholders that are currently owning 100% of Take-Two will own significantly less of Take-Two when this is all said and done, because those Zynga shareholders are going to own the remainder. So there's a lot of differing opinions that can happen with a transaction of this type. And we'll see that writ large with how the stock market is reacting to this announcement as well. Under the terms and subject to the conditions of the agreement, Zynga stockholders will receive $3.50 in cash and $6.36 in shares of Take-Two common stock for each share of Zynga common stock outstanding at the closing of the transaction. So you can see out of a total price of just under $10 per share, 350 is in cash and the rest is in shares. That means that unlike Microsoft spending $7.5 billion, Take-Two is going to spend about $4.5 billion and the rest they're going to pay with paper interest in their company. Now that's not nothing. You're going to own a percentage of Take-Two Interactive when all is said and done, but it does mean that there is greater risk for the Zynga stockholders in this transaction because They weren't invested in a different company before, and they will be dependent on whether or not Take-Two succeeds in the future to actually realize the full value they're being told they're getting for their shares at this moment in time. The purchase price represents a premium of 64% to Zynga's closing share price on January 7th, 2022. So Zynga is a publicly traded company. You need to be able to convince the shareholders to actually turn over their shares. You need to convince the board that they should approve a transaction of this type in order to not have it be a hostile bid situation. You have to go through a whole number of steps here, which is why you see that they're paying a big chunk over what the market price was as of Friday of last week. Now, you probably don't need to have a degree in stock market analysis to know that, well, if the price was X on Friday and it's going to be 64% higher when this deal goes through, then we would expect to see the price of that Zynga share go up pretty close to what Take-Two says they'll buy it for. And indeed, that's exactly what we see in these transactions. Okay, humming along, it's about $6, 6 6 $6, 6 Oh, wait, at the end of Friday, it's $6.00. Oh, and when we start today, it gets up to $8.90. You might say, Rick, 
$8.90, but they're going to get $9.86. Why is there a dollar spread between those two numbers? And the answer is the deal isn't done yet. There can be instances where this happens and it collapses later on. Their debt financing could fall through. Something else could happen. Obviously, in 2022, we're all used to random news items changing our entire outlook for the week, month, or year almost every day at this point in time. So the investors climb that stock price up real close to that $9.86, but there's still a percentage chance that the deal doesn't happen, that something else occurs, that those investors aren't driving it all the way up to that $9.86 as it stands when I made this video. It might be different by the time you watch this and you check on that stock price yourself. That's the deal writ large, but then we have a lot more that Take-Two wants to describe about this. And why is that? Well, because they have to defend it to their own stockholders. This is management now talking to effectively their own people as to why this makes sense. They say this transformative combination unifies two global leaders in the interactive entertainment business and establishes Take-Two as one of the largest and most diversified mobile game publishers in the industry with $6.1 billion in pro forma net bookings for the trailing 12-month period ended September 30th, 2021, which is accounting speak. If you're not familiar with the term net bookings, it's because different people use it in different ways. Fortunately, we actually have a press release from Take-Two announcing when they shifted to calling things net bookings. And the most important thing to note from this particular press release is the following. The company's definition of net bookings is identical to its previous definition of net sales, which means essentially it's just intended to describe how much money this company is making actually selling products and services. Net bookings is defined as the net amount of products and services sold digitally or sold in physically during the period and includes licensing fees, merchandise, in-game advertising, strategy guides, and publisher incentives. Because of the way video games work now, because so much digital money is made on things that don't easily kind of match up with sales per se from a generally accepted accounting practices kind of concept. They use the term bookings, but for our purposes, it means they've got about $6 billion in sales. They're running through their various products and services every 12 months, according to them. Then we see both companies created and expanded iconic franchises, probably take two a little bit more so than Zynga, but Zynga does have a couple here that you'll probably recognize, Farmville, Words with Friends, and certainly there are other places online, in mobile, on Facebook, wherever else that Zynga has had success, either historically or presently. Management comments, first from take two. We are thrilled to announce our transformative transaction with Zynga, which significantly diversifies our business and establishes our leadership position in mobile. So that's your big takeaway from take two's perspective, right? We think a take two is making some pretty badass console games, PC games, whether it's your XCOMs, your Civilizations, your Grand Theft Autos, uh, but they really want to get a foothold position on mobile. And Zynga is one of those companies that really had that and Take-Two thought they could purchase. This strategic combination brings together our best-in-class console and PC franchises, that's what they think they're bringing to the table, with a market-leading diversified mobile publishing platform. That's what Zynga does. Zynga also has a highly talented and deeply experienced team, and we look forward to welcoming them into the Take-Two family in the coming months as we combine our complementary businesses and operate at a much larger scale. This is going to be bigger. Whether or not it works, it's going to be bigger. 
we believe that we will deliver significant value to both sets of stockholders, including $100 million of annual cost synergies, we'll talk about those in a second, within the first two years post-closing, and at least $500 million of annual net booking opportunities over time. So breaking that down again, and they're, they're talking to their stockholders, which is why you get some of this kind of business school synergies and bookings and opportunities and all these kinds of references of that ilk. What they're trying to say here is one, when we combine, we think we can save $100 million off of the operation of the two companies. So since we're essentially going to be joined at the hip, since you Zynga shareholders are taking on so much of take two, when this is all said and done, you should know that we're going to save money from operating both companies. And also that we think we can make at least a half billion more per year based on something. And they're going to describe that below. Then we get a little bit from Zynga. Combining Zynga's expertise in mobile and next generation platforms with Take-Two's best-in-class capabilities and intellectual property will enable us to further advance our mission to connect the world through games while achieving significant growth and synergies together. Connect the world also make a lot of money. With this transformative transaction, we begin a new journey which will allow us to create even better games, reach larger audiences, and achieve significant growth as a leader in the next era of gaming. So if we're just breaking all of this down, it sounds like Zynga knows what they're doing with mobile. Zynga's got a good team. They've got a good publishing platform. They've got good technology, according to Take-Two. And Take-Two's got the names. Take-Two looks at it and says, well, instead of Farmville, what if that were XCOM? Instead of Words with Friends, what if we somehow made that a civilization game? What if we added our intellectual property and what we've got in terms of brand recognition to what you've got in terms of solving this whole mobile paradigm, which is we, clearly where Take-Two feels the future of gaming, at least in the near term, lives. Strategic rationale, with Zynga's stockholders receiving approximately 64.5% of the transaction consideration in Take-Two stock, both groups of stockholders will benefit from the combined company's greater scale. We are in this together when this transaction closes. First rationale, the combined company is well positioned to capitalize on the interactive entertainment industry's strong tailwinds, including a leadership position in mobile. As they say here, the video game sector has experienced rapid growth over the last few years and is now the largest vertical in the entertainment industry, which I think a number of you know, but often gets lost in the way video games are treated in the real world. Video gaming, either because of the cost of the hobby in general or the, what people are spending on free-to-play games or both, is one of the most profitable pieces of the entertainment industry in the world. Take two then continues saying mobile gaming is the fastest growing segment within that industry with an estimated $136 billion in gross bookings in 2021 and an expected compound annual growth rate of 8% over the next three years. So video gaming is huge. Mobile gaming is the hugest part of that hugeness and we want to be involved more. This transaction is expected to establish Take-Two as a leader in mobile gaming. And we know that game publishers, the traditional kind that we think of, Activision, EA, Take-Two, have made money doing mobile publishing. In fact, Activision Blizzard is better known on the internet right now, either for character limitations or otherwise, as ABK. And that K stands for King, Candy Crush, one of the pillars of what Activision has become with mobile gaming at its core. Take-Two wants to get in on all that. The transaction will bolster Take-Two's mobile offerings, which include popular games such as Dragon City, Monster Legends, Top 11, 
two dots and WWE Supercard. And I saw two dots there. And I remembered that Take-Two had been discussed in virtual legality very recently, as some of you might as well, because Two Dots was one of those things that Take-Two was regularly publishing trademark opposition forms on. People using the words dots in various capacities and Take-Two getting upset. And now Take-Two, we know, is one of the most aggressive policing companies of the trademark office here in the United States. So one thing that you should probably be aware of out of this entire interaction is that seems like the words farm and vill and maybe words and friends are going to fall under Take-Two's operational capabilities for what they choose to challenge through the U.S. trademark system. Since they have already exhibited that aggressiveness, I do think we're in for even more aggressiveness with the Zynga brands now coming under the Take-Two ambit of trademark policing. So that's something worthwhile to note out of this entire story. Hopefully it won't be quite as bad as them going after everything that says dots and various EA games that happen to use the phrase, it takes two, etc., etc. But that's what they're aimed at. Take-Two says mobile's where it's at. We want to have more mobile and we're going to spend $12.7 billion to go get it. Continuing. Formation of an industry-leading portfolio comprising Take-Two's best-in-class intellectual properties and Zynga's renowned mobile titles. The transaction will create a powerful and diverse portfolio. Said another way, Take-Two's got what they've got with respect to console and PC. Zynga's kind of operating in a different field. And now together, they will be useful. And you can see in this entire section, these companies essentially talking to their shareholders, trying to convince them that this deal is a good idea. The combined entity has significantly greater scale which is important in an era of acquisitions. We've seen consolidation with Microsoft, certainly. Sony's consolidating a bunch of companies. Take-Two now says, look, scale is a good thing. Looking ahead, the combined company is expected to deliver a 14% compound annual growth rate for net bookings based primarily on our size. Now, this is all looking forward. This is all stuff that you should take with a big grain of salt. Even they say that at the bottom of their various statements whenever they are promising something in the future. They say, hey, we don't know, but this is our best guess at this point in time. And then the last one here is addition of Zynga's mobile titles will expand the company's base of recurrent consumer spending. Through the addition of Zynga's mobile businesses, particularly its diversified portfolio of live services and upcoming pipeline of new releases, Take-Two will increase its sources of RCS, a highly attractive revenue stream that helps reduce volatility across reporting periods that has historically been driven by the cadence of Take-Two's console and PC release slate. Hey, these mobile kiddos, they buy things all the time. So rather than just bounce between when we can actually release a Grand Theft or a Red Dead or a Civilization, look, you can sell skins every day of the week, investors. What do you think? And Take-Two says, hey, that'll reduce our volatility. That makes our company better, more stable, more valuable, at least according to them. Take-Two has also identified over $500 million of incremental annual net bookings opportunities. These are things that they think that they can make more money on that neither company could realize on its own, including the creation of new mobile games for many of the iconic franchises within Take-Two's portfolio of intellectual property. Were you looking forward to a Zynga-led XCOM project? Well you might just get one. Or maybe Grand Theft Auto is infused with mobile gaming and mobile gaming side apps or whatever it might be. Take-Two's looking to make $500 million per year mobilizing its intellectual property. So this shouldn't come as a surprise to folks that are regularly in virtual reality. And maybe it will come as a little bit of a disappointment to some. 
I do think that there is value potentially in servicing different sectors, different folks that come to video gaming in different ways. Uh, but there can be no doubt that if you are solely or primarily invested in core gaming in Take-Two's franchises as they stand today, this is an expensive move in a different direction. They further say they have the ability to optimize that RCS by leveraging the collective knowledge across both companies. Here, this amounts to, hey, Zynga's good at selling skins. Zynga's good at selling V-Bucks. Zynga's good at doing these various things in this mobile landscape. When we attach that knowledge and experience and expertise to our stuff, that's gonna get us more of that half billion dollars we think we can get every year. Other strategic benefits include the use of Zynga's chart boost advertising platform, a platform with which I am not familiar, but is probably a piece of technology that Zynga has, which will improve new user acquisition through better audience targeting. So Zynga's got some data, Zynga's got some tech, and that'll come into Take-Two. Take-Two thinks they can use that as well. And finally here, Take-Two expects approximately $100 million of annual cost synergies with the very business school description of primarily driven by the rationalization of duplicative overhead, including corporate general and administrative expenses, which to you and I should be read as firing folks that do the same thing for both companies. That's never much fun when you have a merger or an acquisition of this type, uh, but it is in fact something that these two companies can realize because you don't generally need a ton of people doing the same thing twice at two companies that are now one. In terms of what this thing will look like after the transaction, Strauss Zelnick on your thumbnail will continue to serve as chairman and CEO and the management team of Take-Two will continue to lead the combined company. So make no mistake, this is framed as a merger. It is a merger. The shareholders of Zynga are gonna take a large section of Take-Two, but this is Take-Two buying Zynga, not the other way around. Take-Two and their current management will run things when all is said and done. Zynga's highly skilled and proven management team led by Frank Gabot and Zynga's president of publishing Bernard Kim will drive the strategic direction for Take-Two's mobile efforts. So Take-Two's still going to run the show and then they're going to, it sounds like, at least in this press release, give Zynga the keys to the mobile car that Take-Two understands where its weaknesses are, relatively speaking, and Zynga's strengths lie in mobile. And so Zynga's going to be taking that over from a strategic perspective for the combined entity. You then get some various descriptions here of how the transaction will actually occur because we are talking about two publicly traded companies sharing shares. And so there are differences in pricing that can happen. And so at the end of the day, current Take-Two stockholders after this transaction takes place will own between 67 and 70% of the combined entity, meaning 100% of the owners of Take-Two right now will become 70% or less of the owners of the combined entity and the Zynga shareholders will own that other third of the company. Keep that in mind because we're going to look at how this, the Take-Two shareholders are reacting to this transaction right now. And if you're guessing, hey, maybe not that well, you're in the right track. As part of the transaction, Take-Two has received committed financing of $2.7 billion from JP Morgan and intends to fund the cash component of the transaction through a combination of cash from its balance sheet, good, as well as proceeds of new debt issuance. So they can't afford the $4.5 billion up front. They're getting another $3 billion or so dollar line from JP Morgan. They might need additional debt and they're gonna pay with cash with whatever they have. This is take two, really running up the leverage situation to get in on this transaction. And it does leave open the possibility that someone with more money that maybe didn't even know 
that Zynga was up for sale could come in and say, well, you could do that. You could risk it all and take on a 30% stake of a company that's now much more highly leveraged in order to even pay for any of this. Or if you're, say, I don't know, Microsoft and you've just got huge amounts of money in your couch cushions, you can say, let's do this all in cash. Why do you need to worry about any of that? You don't need to worry about our balance sheet. Let's get you some cash money. And so the merger agreement provides for a go shop provision under which Zynga and its board of directors may actively solicit, receive, evaluate, and potentially enter negotiations with parties that offer alternative proposals during a 45-day period following the execution date of the definitive agreement, which we have every reason to believe is about today, expiring on February 24th, 2022. So for the next month and a half, the Zynga board, now that everybody knows what these deal terms are, can go out and say, you got something better? You got something better for us? Because if you do, hey, if we can get into a bidding war of some kind, then we can make more money for our shareholders. And the rest of this is all kind of boilerplate for securities transactions. You may have seen me on Twitter over the holiday period talking about some articles that gave too much credence to the fact that there's statements in every securities press release that says, hey, don't assume that we're making promises when we talk about things that happen in the future. That's very standard. That doesn't change the substance of what these kinds of press releases say. But it's a complicated state of affairs. And it's a complicated state of affairs that I think is described fairly well by someone you might have heard me reference here in virtual legality before. Game Over 30, at Game Over 30 on Twitter. Very good at talking about the financials and specifics of video games and transactions of this type, who notes the following. Says T2's acquisition of Zynga has generated an immediate downturn in T2's stock price. Short-term investors likely don't like the price tag, and thus T2 is taking a hit beyond the general NASDAQ drop, which he's got at the top at this moment. Zynga stock, as we already showed, is up as it must be. You have to account for a certain amount of the premium that Take-Two has promised to pay. But overall, the Take-Two shareholders, which are going to get diluted by about a third of the company, aren't convinced about the price that they're going to pay for Zynga, about what Zynga brings to the table. That doesn't make them right, by the way. Doesn't make management right either. But it does tend to indicate when you've got these kinds of transactions that management isn't just taking into account exactly what they think Zynga is worth, but what they can sell to their stockholders, which is why you have a press release that is very long-winded about what this transaction means, why we think it's valuable, and why you shouldn't, if you're Take-Two management, think this way about the transaction. But it's also very difficult to tell, as Game Over 30 says here in 2022, exactly how much that's separated from pandemic and supply constraints and so many other issues that are hitting all sorts of markets says this isn't completely out of the ordinary. Sudden expensive acquisitions are often met with short-term price downturns for the buyer. The challenge here will be the added volatility of the tech market right now. It's going to be a bit harder for T2 to recover, generally speaking. But one of the things that happens here in my experience is that there does become this kind of inflection point. This takes a little bit of a dive because you didn't expect that you were going to lose 30% of the company right off the bat. You didn't know that was going to happen. The investors that were on the margins start selling off. This happens to the share price over here. But at some point in time, people look at it and say, well, is that actually a good value proposition for what this company is right now? And again, trying to price in just as the Zynga investors are doing, 
the fact that there isn't a guarantee that this transaction will actually take place. So that all gets baked into investment decisions when all of this happens. But again, I do recommend following Game Over 30. He talks about this stuff all the time. There's a number of folks that I've recommended here in Virtual Legality, but he's a good follow for this kind of stuff. Either way, you've got a deal that is significantly bigger than the Zenimax deal for less cash, but a bigger chunk of the company in question that could make a big difference in the video gaming space and could signal that Take-Two and others intend to move away from console games, from PC games, from what we would consider core gaming even more than they have already done in the recent past. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy these conversations about the business and law of technology, pop culture, video games, and more, please consider supporting us at Patreon or otherwise in the other ways we've listed to support the channel down below. We can't do it without viewers like you. Viewers like Opal Studded Dagger, a new sponsor this month. Special thanks once again to Opal Studded Dagger. Otherwise, if you just subscribe, tell your friends that we're having these conversations in Virtual Legality every little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.